Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody lift them up right now. All across the building, lift up your hands. Come on, lift up your voice. Somebody praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's, come on, it's been a while since some folks have just went ahead and just praised God. Why don't you do that for just a moment? Lift up the name. We glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, you are. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You said I am that I am. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We magnify you, Jesus. We praise you, God. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. All across the building, lift up your hands and let's just worship him. Hallelujah. There is liberty in the house of God here today. All you got to do is reach up for it. When he said, I am that I am, he was saying, I will be what I will be. Or in other words, I will be whatever my people need me to be. I'll be a provider. I'll be a way maker. I'll be the light in darkness. Oh, somebody lift him up. He's everything you need. He's your alpha. He's your omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He is the door. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the water. He is the bread. He's everything. Oh, somebody lift him up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn. Hallelujah. We'll get this figured out eventually. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to the book of Exodus chapter 8 and verse number 1. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord here today. Amen. Good to see some wonderful saints from Fallon in the house of God. I know it's only about once a month that everybody else gets to see them, but we want, amen. I just want the church to know we are one body of believers, amen. We might worship at different campuses throughout the month, but I want you to know, and that's going to actually increase as the time continues. Eventually, we'll have a campus in Reno and Gardnerville, and we're going to have it up on Tahoe. You know, this, amen, I I, I, I was worshiping over here, and and uh, and I stepped on a penny, and uh, it was a new penny. It's two, 2019. I gave it to Brother Caleb and had him put it in the offering. And uh, I'll never forget a preacher got up one time as he's preaching. And he steps on a penny. And he picked it up. And he began to preach and talk about don't despise the day of small things. And, and this preacher grabbed that penny. And he, and he started talking about that. And somebody said, I'll give you $20 for your penny. So he sold that penny for $20 and then he said I'll give you $100 for your 20 and so on and so forth and and he began to preach and teach about don't despise the day of small things it might be a penny today but I think before it was all said and done I think they raised $20,000 but but don't despise where you're at right now hallelujah let me just tell you where where you are is not where you will be where the church is is not where the church will be. I want to tell you, we're, we are part of the expanding kingdom. We're part of 
God's kingdom that is ever growing, ever expanding, ever being blessed. Oh, somebody worship him. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to tell you, thank, thank God for all the saints of God. And regardless of where they live, they come to the house of God and worship him. Amen. Exodus chapter 8 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs. And the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into thine house, and into thy bedchamber, and upon thy bed, and into the house of thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thine ovens, and into thy kneading troughs. And the frogs shall come up, up, up both on thee, and upon thy people, and upon all thy servants. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thine hand with thy rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. And Aaron stretched forth his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me. When shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee and thy houses, that they may remain in the river only? And he said, Tomorrow. And he said, Be it according to thy word, that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the Lord our God. He said, when do you want them gone? And Pharaoh said, tomorrow. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject, determining your deliverance, determining your deliverance. Would you set your Bibles down, lift up your hands, and let's pray all across the building. Hallelujah. I feel the power of God already in this house. I believe today can be a fresh start in a new day. Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Somebody pray all across the building. We love you, Jesus. We glorify you. Hallelujah. 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 I pray that today would be a day that changes your life forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give him a hand clap of praise and a shout of triumph. Oh, come on. Let's praise him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Oh, it feels good. Somebody just worship him. Hallelujah! We praise you, God! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand. Greet him in the name of the Lord, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Determining your deliverance. I, uh, when I first got saved, I started reading the Bible, and 
I got to Exodus and I started reading about the plagues. And as I read through them, I, in my young life of living for God, I thought they were kind of random, as many here probably did as well. I thought that there was not a whole lot to them that, you know, they just seemed like God was flipping a coin or rolling some dice and saying, well, what am I going to afflict Egypt with today? But I want you to know that nothing God ever does is random. Nothing God ever brings to pass is random. He has thought about it for a long time. One thing that you will find is a common theme throughout the plagues is the Bible lets us know that they were signs and wonders. But signs and wonders are not the same thing. A wonder is a miracle. Those are the things that we, we want to see a lot of times. We want to see the wonder, the things that leave us awestruck, that leave us in awe. We want to see the miraculous happening. We want to be looking at things God does and say, wow, how wonderful is our God. But that would be a wonder. A sign is a little bit different. It's almost like a Siamese twin. A sign is a miracle with a message. So it's not just something that causes you to go, wow, and it doesn't just cause you to be awestruck, but it is something that has happened and God has brought to pass because God is trying to say something. It is a sign from heaven. The frogs is the first time that God tells Moses, say to Pharaoh rather than speak to Pharaoh. In Hebrew, the, the word say is a much more serious tone than speak. Things were getting serious because God finally wanted Pharaoh to know, I've got something to say to you. The important part about this plague is the sign or the thing that God was trying to say. It tells us something about our God. I want you to know that you can learn something through each one of these plagues. And one thing you can learn from this plague here today is that God does not forget. Amen. Many of the plagues are what we know as measure for measure. They're, they're plagues where you did this, I'll do that. God was going to get them back for where they got his people. This plague was intended to get a very specific message across to every Egyptian within their nation. The frogs were a sign. Haket was the goddess of fertility or new birth and also the goddess of resurrection. I want you to notice that. She was the goddess of new birth and resurrection. She was depicted as a woman with a frog head. Because it's been said, it's been notated that frogs can produce thousands of offspring at a moment's time. And, and God was wanting to send a very strong message to the Egyptian people. Amen. That this is the God you worship. The God of new birth and the God of resurrection. But I want you to know that God's got a very strong message for this generation, just like he did for Egypt. There is only one God of new birth and of resurrection. 
And it's not the goddess of Egypt, and it's not the gods of this world. There's only one God of new birth. There's only one God that gives new life, and there's only one God that can resurrect the dead. And can you tell me his name? It's Jesus. Can you say his name? I want you to know there's only one name that has power to heal, only one name that has power to deliver, and only one name that can resurrect, and it's Jesus. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. God was putting a sign before Egypt, and that sign was, I'm going to take the very thing you worship for production or for fertility. I'm going to bring it and I'm going to curse you with it. It is a sign that because you hindered my people from reproducing, I'm going to attack your ability to reproduce. Amen. You might remember and maybe maybe it might be somebody might already forgotten what they did to the Israelites. But every time a child was born, they came by and destroyed those children. And there might have been people that forgot that Egypt had done that to them. But I want you to know there was a God in heaven that did not forget what they had done. And there was a God saying, you tried to hurt my people. You tried to hinder my people. You tried to destroy my children. I want you to know I'm sending a very clear sign and a very clear message to Egypt, to the devil. I'm coming after your ability to produce more offspring. Hallelujah. So God said, I'm going to come after the very thing that you worship for fertility. And I'm going to bring it upon you. And it'll no longer be something you worship, you enjoy. It's going to be something that causes sorrow. It's going to be something that is a reminder of pain. The Bible lets us know that Israel is the child of God. And Egypt was not letting the child of God free. I want you to realize that. Egypt is a type of sin. It's a type of the world. It is a typology of the devil. And, and, and oppression, and it is bringing into captivity a child of God, and it is refusing to let God's child go, to let God's people go. I want you to know here today, regardless of your language that you were born speaking, regardless of the color of your skin or the family you were born into, everybody was created in the image and likeness of God. Everybody is a child of God, but there's something known as sin. There's something known as the devil that will not let the child of God go. There are things that come in life that their sole desire is to oppress the very image of God from ever coming out of you. There is something in life that will oppress every individual from ever becoming a child of God, from ever allowing themselves to let loose and to really be the child that God created them to be. It will oppress them. It will afflict them. It will keep them in bondage. And God was saying, because you won't let the child of God go, I'm going to bring a plague upon you. And I'm going to unleash these frogs that can multiply by the thousands. In other words, I'm going to allow frogs to show up. And these frogs are not just a problem that will show up that you can subtract from. 
These are not problems that just add one upon another. These are not just problems that multiply, but these are problems that are exponential. And every one doesn't just produce one or two, but every one produces thousands. And they're going to come from every pond. They're going to come from every river. They're going to come from every side. Can I preach it this way? He said, I'm going to bring problems into your life. I'm going to allow problems to come into your house. I'm going to allow problems to come into your family. I'm going to allow problems to come into your marriage. I'm going to allow problems to come into your sleep. I'm going to allow problems to come into your food. I'm going to allow problems to come and affect your health. Egypt, because you won't let the child of God go, I'm going to allow problems to begin to become exponential within your coast. It got so bothersome to Egypt that everybody would try to get a little sleep and they would hear the cacophony of croaking of frogs all day and every night. They would try to go to sleep and they'd hear ribbit ribbit. If you've ever heard a frog croak, just one can keep you up at night. But they've got millions of frogs. They're just trying to, to take care of their homework. Ribbit. Ribbit. They're just trying to take care of their daily job and go to work. And Ribbit. Ribbit. They're reminded everywhere they go, they're at the supermarket just trying to shop. And, and then a frog jumps in their basket. And ribbit. Ribbit ribbit they're trying to cook some food and they're they're kneading their bread and they've got their kneading troughs out and and a frog jumps in and they knead down on the frog and ribbit and it croaks and it jumps away they're trying to put that bread in the oven and frog jumps in and now they're having toasted frog legs for dinner and all they can hear is ribbit 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 it was a reminder it was a reminder that these problems are there for a reason, Egypt. These problems have showed up not because of chance or happenstance. No, this was not random. This was not something that showed up in your life because, uh, because God had nothing better to do. But this showed up in Egypt's life because God wanted the child of God free. He wanted the child of God delivered. He wanted the child of God to be able to worship freely, to sacrifice freely, to give him praise. But there was something holding the child of God back. And all they do every day is hear ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. And they finally get to a point of annoyance where they want deliverance. They want freedom. They're so tired of being reminded everywhere they go. It's hurting their marriage, hurting their family life. They can't have a conversation because there's problems showing up and croaking in their life. And so what does Pharaoh do? He goes, and this is where most of us find ourselves. Our first reaction to trouble is to turn anywhere but God. Uh, hallelujah. I'll say that again. Our first reaction is often to turn to everywhere but God. We want to go to something else before we turn to God. The Bible says he turned to the magicians and he said, can you do something about these frogs? And those magicians showed up 
And the Bible says all they could do is produce more frogs. Every time they tried to do something about it, they would jump out another frog and ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Can you get rid of the problems? And boom, another problem would show up out of thin air. I want to tell you that's just how the devil works. He can only create more problems, but he's never been known to fix no, not one. Can I preach to somebody? That's just how the devil will work in your life. You say, can you get rid of my problems? And he'll come by and try, but you'll have more croaking. There'll be more frogs. There'll be more problems. But if you turn to God, there'll be a deliverance. If you turn to God, there will be liberty. If you turn to God, there will be freedom. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Come on, take about 30 seconds and give God praise. What the devil could not do, God is able to do. God is the fixer. God is the finisher. Oh, somebody praise him. He said, magicians, can you fix it? And the Bible says that all they could do is produce more frogs. How many times you turn to something else trying to get rid of something, get deliverance, get freedom. And you end up with more problems than you started. Pharaoh got numb by the fact that his friends could do the same things as Moses and Aaron. Well, you brought problems. See, he didn't get the revelation. He didn't see the sign of why the problems came. The problems came because he was trying to get him to turn to God. But instead, just as many do, he turned to his friends. He turned to magicians. I could preach to somebody here today that every time trouble comes in your life, you turn to your friends. Every time trouble comes in your life, you turn to other relationships, a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend, a new one-night stand and a new fling. Uh, there's people that turn to drugs. Uh, there's some that turn to the bottle. Uh, people are always trying to fix their problems, uh, and they think, well, maybe uh, I can go down and medicate my way through uh, my problems. Uh, but can I help somebody? Uh, just because you're medicating doesn't mean you got medicine. Uh, just because you're numbing it uh, doesn't mean you're healing it. Uh, can I help somebody? Uh, that you got to realize uh, there's some things that are not capable to heal your life. Uh, there's some things that are not capable to deliver your life. Uh, but I do know one thing uh, that can heal you. Uh, I do know one thing uh, that can deliver you. Uh, God doesn't numb you. Uh, God doesn't medicate you. God heals you. Oh, somebody clap your hands uh, and give him praise. Come on, somebody give him a shout of victory. Thank you, Jesus, for the power to be healed. Thank you, Jesus, for the power to be delivered. Oh, somebody praise him. I want you to notice that numbing and healing are not the same. Yeah, well, I don't have drug problem, yeah, but there's a lot of people in the church got prescription drug problem. I'm going to tell you right now, listen, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be one. But if you've got to be on antidepressants to make it through your week, you need deliverance. You go see your shrink, you go see your doctor, but I want to tell you, there is joy unspeakable and full of glory that the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, is righteousness, peace, and joy. You don't need antidepressants to numb you, to medicate you. 
Hey, let me preach it. I came into church. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I put a knife to my wrist. But when I came into the house of God, I got the joy of the Holy Ghost. You know what you need? You don't need another magician. You don't need another shrink. You don't need another psychologist. What you need is God. Oh, somebody clap your hands and glorify him. Oh, somebody shout. Come on, how many knows the magicians couldn't do it? The devil couldn't do it. The pill bottle couldn't do it. The drug, the relationship couldn't do it. But there was a God in heaven that made it happen. Oh, somebody clap your hands and worship him. Thank you, Jesus. He finally realizes. And I'm going to tell you, that's why problems keep multiplying in people's life. God wants a day of realization. That's why they'll pop another pill. Yeah. Yeah, my dad had a box of pills about this big. He took every day trying to medicate the pain away. And I'm going to tell you, that's, that's very real in this world. And I don't demean anybody that, that, that has been doing that. But I want you to know that there's real deliverance in the house of God. There is real freedom in this house here today. And it doesn't come in the form of a pill. Amen. It doesn't come in the, in the form of a bottle. It doesn't come on a pipe. It's not something you smoke, something you inject. It's not some oil you rub in your body because you think it's essential. I want you to know that true healing and true deliverance comes when we put you down in that water in the name of Jesus. And you come up, amen, with all your sins remitted, all your sins washed away, and you speak in other tongues as you receive the gift. Does anybody got a testimony that when you came up out of the water, water you were set free why don't you just shout and testify to somebody it worked for me it worked for me it worked for me oh somebody praise him he finally realized after all these problems were multiplying I gotta call Moses and Aaron I gotta get to church don't ever forsake the house of God because you never know when that service will come by. And it's the service you've been waiting for for a long time. And all your week you've been hearing ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. All your life you've been hearing ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Your marriage has been hearing ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Your family's been hearing ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Your finances has been hearing ribbit, ribbit. I'm trying to help somebody. I know it's a little funny, but let me help get through to somebody. Every time you open up your bank account, you see negatives, you see red, and it's ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. And you're trying to figure out why. Why are all these problems stacking on top of each other? I'll tell you why. God's saying, get to the house of God. Get to Moses and Aaron. Get to the truth. Get to God. And finally, they show up. And he asks them, when do you want them, God? And I'm going to tell you right. You have the ability to determine when you're delivered. Oh, hallelujah. Let me help somebody. I don't know if you've been taught some wrong theology that you got to wait on the troubling of the waters. 
that at a certain season, let me help somebody, uh, at a certain season an angel shows up uh, and that's not this season and that's not right now and, and it's not the right day and it's not the right time and, and God will show up eventually but not right now. Today's not my day. Right now is not my time. And God shows up and says, when do you want it fixed? When do you want the problems gone? When do you want your marriage to get fixed? When do you want your finances to get fixed? When do you want your kids to pray back through? He's saying, when do you want it? And people say it's not a good time. It doesn't seem like the right time. I don't feel it right now. And God comes by and says, it's up to you. When do you want to be delivered? When do you want freedom? When do you want liberation? Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on. Come on, somebody magnify him. You have power to determine your deliverance. You can determine, I want it today. I know I want, I want it later. I want it right now. You can make the determination. Oh, somebody magnify him. Let's stand all across the building. Somebody magnify him. I feel the power of God. Today's your day. Today's your day. Well, it didn't happen last week. Today's your day. It didn't happen last year. Today's your day. Oh, somebody praise him. Oh, all these problems are multiplying, preacher. Yeah, I know. That's how God works on us. Because there's something inside of every individual that is oppressing the child of God from coming out. It is a pharaoh in everybody's life that is saying, I don't want the child of God to get free. Because if the child gets free, he'll start worshiping God freely. Come on, let me help somebody that's been bound up and not able to worship God like you used to. There's something that came by and locked you up and tied you down and said you can't worship freely. You're a slave. But God sent this preacher to tell you, no, you're a child of God. You're a son and a daughter of God. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, I feel him. I feel him. He said when? Only plague where God ever gave a time frame. When do you want it? When do you want it gone? I let this one multiply to a place where you finally want it gone. And you know what he did? What most of us do. I'm used to my problems. Oh, hallelujah. My problems are normal. My problems are almost comforting because I know I could wake up every day and see them. And it's the one thing in my life that's not changing is that I'm in trouble. <laughs> hey, let me help somebody that you're comforted by your frogs. I want to tell you there's deliverance beyond them frogs. Hallelujah. And he says, you know what? How about tomorrow? I'm going to tell you right now, not one person in this building, if your house was infested with frogs, would you... Wait for a couple days before you call the guy to come in and get rid of them. Right? But yet so often we do that with our troubles. 
So often we do that with our problems. So often we do that with our addictions and our compulsions. And, and so often we do that with all the things that come into our life. And you know what we're trying to say? I'm strong enough. I can handle it. I can make it one more day. But I've come to let you know God didn't come by saying, can you handle it? God didn't say, are you enjoying it? God just said, when do you want it gone? Because I want to get rid of it. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and worship him. Come on, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Come on, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. No man is promised tomorrow. God's saying, I want to take care of it. But I want to know if you want it gone. And if you want it gone, it's gone. Oh, somebody worship him. Somebody worship him. may help somebody. I'm done preaching right here. That is too often the response. We will procrastinate our deliverance. We'll say, you know what? God, why don't you worry about that person over there today? But there are moments in God where he shows up and says, deliverance is here. Do you want it? And when do you want it? And there's times where we say patience is a virtue. We live by that. Patience is a virtue. But I want to let you know there's some things it's okay to be impatient about. Okay, I'll help somebody. I said there's some things it's okay to be impatient about. If your life is in trouble, if your family's in turmoil, if your marriage is on the rocks, it's not a time to be patient. It's not a time to sit back and say, tomorrow. It's a time to say, no, I need it now, today, 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 today. you got to go after God. Somebody lift up your hands. I want to open up this altar. Today's a day to say I will not be patient for my deliverance. I determine it will be today. Somebody come worshiping. Somebody come praising him. Somebody come magnifying him. Praise him like it's today. Worship him like it's today. Today's my day. Today's my day. Somebody praise him. Come on, somebody worship him. You gotta be impatient and say today, today. Determine your deliverance right now. No more sickness. No more fear. No more depression.
Today's your day. Today's your day. Somebody magnify him. Today's your day. Somebody worship him. Let the child of God free. Let the worshiper free. Let the prayer warrior free. Somebody praise him.
possibility. Somebody worship him. Somebody worship him. Come on. Today's the day. Today's the day. Not tomorrow. Not next Sunday. Today. 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 I'm going to be free. My family's going to be free. We're going to worship like never before. Today. church come on I hear the frogs going away I hear the frogs dying God's given liberty God's given deliverance right now right now Would you lift up your hands? Come on. I feel deliverance in this house. Not next week. Not next service. I feel deliverance right now. Would you go ahead and pray? Come on. There's some people you've been suffering for a long time, but today's your day. God's saying just determine when you want it, and if you want it now, God's going to do it. Come on, I, I see God working. I feel God moving. Somebody pray.
across this building. Let's worship him. Come on. Somebody give him a shout of triumph. 